The silent film seemed innocuous enough, with scenes from the 1915 Minneapolis Millers playing baseball, a woman trying on fall hats, and public employees picnicking at a park. But the movie of news happenings, distributed by the Minneapolis Tribune, also included eerie foreshadowing of a gruesome night to come on August 19, 1915. The most spectacular feature of the film, the paper later reported, showed a lion tamer performing at a carnival on Lake Street. One of the great uh, challenges of these columns is finding a good photograph or photographs to illustrate the story that I'm writing. And as a writer, initially my reaction is to say, hey, I put words together. I don't need to worry about pictures. But more and more as this goes on, it's, I feel like a kid collecting baseball cards and finding a good photograph to illustrate a story becomes a quest all of its own. And in this case, I was frustrated. But after some deeper diving on the Internet, I came across a tiny little website from a museum in Miami County, Kansas. And this is where the Patterson Carnival was based. And they have a whole treasure trove of photographs that showed the ill-fated lion tamer Frank Lewis. The big cat handler. Frank Lewis, performed with five lions under his stage name, Major John Dumond. The 32-year-old tamer from Nab, Indiana, had been performing his animal acts for seven years with the Kansas-based Patterson Carnival Company. He married a fellow carnival performer named Grace on June 2, 1915, the day after his lion act on Lake Street was filmed. The newspaper reported, it was intended that the picture should be that of the trained animals put through their paces. But even in this picture, the lion called Romeo became unruly, and the trainer was forced to seize a chair to protect himself. Less than three months later, the major took those lions to Northfield. The Northfield Independent reported that the tenth city, brilliantly lit by electricity, brought with it an air of oriental enchantment. A crowd of 300 people watched bears lumber through their act before Major Dumond entered the performing cage with his lions. There were conflicting accounts of what happened next. One was that the, the big steel cage door fell on the lion's tail, Romeo the lion. Other carnival officials said the big cat fell from his pedestal. The lion pounced on its handler, first biting his thigh, then throwing him to the ground. Then, the other lions joined the attack, evidently trying to tear him to pieces, one Northfield newspaper reported. One of the lions, his pet lion, that they called his pet lion, stayed on her perch, but the others attacked him. The major used the butt end of his whip and called their names, but the sight of blood made them beyond control, the Northfield News said. His cries for help were agonizing. Some spectators ran away from the gory spectacle. The Minneapolis paper reported that in the rush for the exits, several women and children were slightly injured. Other gawkers crowded around as carnival workers tried poking bars through the cage. Lewis, it was reported, preferred to rule by kindness instead of force. He believed strongly in, in not being, you know, kind of one of those abusive animal handlers. And he didn't even want any guns in the tent where he performed his lion act. He didn't think they were needed. 
So when he was attacked, people scurried to find a gun. And when his wife, who was performing nearby, found out, she fainted. And they actually found some rifles from a nearby shooting gallery that was used at the carnival. And they used those to subdue the lions. And, and Lewis suffered a torn ear and wounds to his shoulder and throat. He was declared dead at 3.25 a.m. at the Northfield Hospital. The attending doctor later corrected newspaper accounts that said he had been disemboweled. He simply had lost too much blood. For the funeral the next day, a long procession of carnival workers in double file snaked from the carnival grounds to the Lee Furniture Store and Undertaking Parlor. A retired minister and Civil War veteran conducted the service, and the carnival band played Nearer by God to Thee. Lewis's remains were sent to southern Indiana, where his family lived. Relatives later sent a letter to the Northfield News thanking residents for the kindness and sympathies shown in our recent trouble and for the beautiful floral offerings. The newspaper's film footage of Romeo forcing his trainer to use a chair earlier that summer wasn't the only hint of trouble to come, according to Susan Vistendahl, a Northfield history writer who researched the 1915 lion attack. She said carnival workers reported that Lewis and his wife had witnessed a car driving over a dog shortly before the performance. That will happen to me someday, he reportedly told Grace. Lewis also mentioned to co-workers that the lion seemed uncomfortable with a recent wardrobe change from his khakis to a blue uniform. Vistendahl wrote that Major Dumond was an experienced lion trainer of great reputation. She found a 1909 reference to his lion shows in a newspaper from Waterloo, Iowa. It billed the show as the fight for life of Major Dumond in the iron-bound den of the untamable lion. Unfortunately, Vistendahl writes, six years later, in 1915, it would be a fight for life which he would lose to the lions in Northfield. For On Minnesota History, I'm Jennifer Johnson. On Minnesota History is a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose columns appear each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper.